Hi, this is Elaine Benfield, and welcome to Her Stories. I have another great episode, and I'm super excited to have my special guest today, Paula Lowe. Welcome, Paula. Thanks, Elaine. So excited so, to be uh, here with you. I'm, I'm super excited, and this is, um, I can't wait to, to tell the audience of what we're going to talk about today, but as I kick off every Her Stories, I always go through why someone inspires me and why I want someone to hear their inspiring story. So I've known Paula for a long time. We worked at an agency in Boston. And Paula, from the minute I met her, was this kind, insightful, complete go-getter, any hurdle in her way. Uh, she would jump over it with spades. She's um, super intuitive, uh, sees things that pe most people don't see. Um, I just gravitated toward her pretty much the first time I met her on a roof deck. Um, outside um, our agency in, on Boylston Street in Boston. And over the years, I've really been intrigued by her passion, what she sees around her, and what she can see um, through different connections. I think I've mentioned the relationships you have are bar none. Um, you just have this close connection to people in general. Animals, I always joke that your love for animals is also incredible. But that leads into this topic is really about mediumship and having that connection with someone that maybe isn't on our current plane, someone who's passed away. And I, I'm just learning from you and I'm super intrigued. So I'd love you to talk and just, you know, introduce yourself and then let's get into it. And, and I know I'll say some terminology potentially wrong, but I want to learn from you. So, you know, please introduce yourself, Paula. Okay. So um, I'm Paula Lowe. I am uh, a full-time marketing and PR professional, but I found out that I had the gift of seeing spirits when I was a little girl, and uh, it scared me back then. It was not something that was common or that I understood. At what age um, do you remember? The, the earliest age I remember is my dad telling me I would wake up screaming that there was a man in my room, and I recall waking up many nights seeing a man standing by the side of my bed and he was as real to me as a real person I could see him clearly and he would come in and he would walk around the room like he was looking for something or he would stand there and stare at me um and it's it just scared the crap out of me it was I was three four years old wow. um then I was in that in that same house when my parents were married um you know I think I knew the house was haunted if you will there were spirits mm -hmm. in it and i was sitting one day playing in a in the spare bedroom by myself and all of a sudden i felt like i wasn't alone but there was no one in the room but i knew there was someone in the room <laughs> i remember just kind of looking around and i jumped up and ran out of the room and i said i'm not playing in there and, um i, I don't think wild. i went back in there again while we lived there <laughs> so um yeah, wild. early experiences then when i was about eight my great grandma passed away and I was sitting in class at school. It was a gorgeous Indian summer day. Sky was blue. It was uh, end of September, early October. And the music teacher had brought um, a video down to our room to show us. And back then, not all video had audio. So she was playing a record uh, that gave us a sense of how music can shape what you see and make you feel mm -hmm. different things. And I remember all of a sudden, it was as if someone pulled a shade on the window. It got dark. And I looked out the window and I looked at the clock, which was sort of ahead of me in the classroom. 
And for a good 10 or 15 minutes, I kept looking outside and back and out and back. Mm -hmm. And after about 15 minutes or so, it's like the shade was lifted. The sky became bright blue again. Nobody else noticed. I'm looking around the classroom. I'm like, why, why is nobody noticing what's going on outside? Um, and it was strange, but whatever. When I went home from school that day, my mom was on the couch with her head in her hands crying. And I stopped in the door and I looked at her and I looked at my father and I said, Nana died, didn't she? And they were like, my mother's head popped up and she said, how'd you know that? And I said, I don't know. I was all upset. It was odd. And it was chills, by the way, twice you've given me chills already. That's wild. Wild. Yeah. I've never heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very big part of it for me. I remember being really uncomfortable, really scared. And I said to my dad, like, why did that happen? And he was, he said, you know, honey, when my grandma died, we were very close. And he said, sometimes when people pass away, they want to say goodbye and they'll send a sign or they'll come to say, say so long. And he said, you know, Nana loved you. And maybe that was just her way of saying goodbye. He said, when my grandma died, I saw her face in the clouds and I knew she was gone. And it turns out that during that 15, 20 minutes that I was looking out the window is the time frame in which she passed away in her house with my grandmother with her. So, um, I don't remember too much after that. At one point I played with a Ouija board with some friends and we got freaked out and never did that again. Um, but then, uh, when my grandpa died, when I was 17 years old, certain things started to happen. And I thought I was joking when I would say, oh, there's grandpa, if the lights flickered or something made a thud. But um, certain things continued to happen. And shortly after you and I met around the 99 time frame, mm-hmm. I had been on a wait list to see a Boston-based psychic medium who was written up in Boston Magazine as best of Boston psychic medium. And I thought, I need to go find out if this is something going on around me and Mm -hmm. why these things are happening. Um, And I had hoped to hear from my grandfather. And sure enough, I had a reading with her. I had actually just taken a home pregnancy test, went to her. She told me she had an older man, that he had a younger generation. She at first thought a child had passed. And then she said, oh, no, he's correcting me. It's a future generation. Who's pregnant? I had just taken the home test, but I didn't get it confirmed by the doctor. So I was like, I don't know. It wasn't clicking. And then I went for the test at the doctor the following week. And she had told me that he was with a future generation. It's a boy. And nine months later, my first son came into the world. So yeah, really neat stuff. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, you and I've had many discussions on the people that you talk about mediums and you talk about a lot of them just, and I know there's fraud in it. And, you know, like there's some people that have given a bad name to it. But because you're so close to me and there's nothing I believe more than you and you're because you've helped me, you know, when my father died and you remember the story of when um, my oldest uh, daughter was born, uh, that Hannah started staring in the room and just kept staring. And I was pregnant. It was right after my dad died and yep. i was pregnant with alexander and i remember calling you being frantic going hannah's staring at something she literally had night terrors and was like trying to reach in her crib to get to something and i remember like just remember calling you being like what was that and you're like your dad's trying to tell you he's okay because i was so distraught i was 20 weeks pregnant with alexander 
And I remember vividly, you were the one person I was like, this is something that you can help me explain. And that to me, like, and how do you, so leading into, does it come often? Like, tell me more about, because I've only had little glimmers of it. I have it more in my dreams, like missing obviously my parents, but does it come all the time? Like, how do you, because you really, it is, you're so, to me, tapped into it. You know, it's, it's interesting. And having this conversation with you brings back things that I've sort of since forgotten or don't no, always think about. Um, I remember, you know, I, that when I had this reading with this medium, she said to me, you know, you have this gift. And I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, why are you saying it like that? You know, you should, you should explore it. And yeah. I was like, I don't know. You know, I had some mixed feelings about it because I was raised Christian, not overly religious, but Christian. Yeah. And I worried about it conflicting with my connection to the Lord or a higher power, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I, and I remember asking my, my teacher at the time, cause the woman who did the reading for me, I did begin to study with her mm -hmm. class. Um, and I said to her, but what about like evil spirits? And she was cute. And she said to me, well, Paula, what do you do when you encounter an asshole in life? And I said, I avoid them. I tell them to go away. She goes, same with spirit. You know, it's just, she said that, yeah. And I think that some of the things that people say are haunted, you know, that's earthbound spirits or that's a different, a different realm of things. But for me, I've been blessed to not have any really negative encounters. Mm -hmm. I can tell when something feels off, I get a little strange feeling. Um, but when I started to study with her, I didn't want to wake up at night and see a man at the side of my bed, like yeah. I did as a little girl. So I asked spirit, please don't show yourselves. I don't want to see you. And unfortunately now, I kind of wish I could see them. That's called Claire, um, oh my, clairvoyance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't have that capability really anymore. On occasion, I can see sort of an outline of somebody, but mm -hmm. um, for me, it's more clairsentient, which is sentiment, feeling. So I feel things. I can either feel a physical feeling they felt, or I can. Um, I can connect sort of with their thoughts. So it's like they they put a thought in my head and I kind of hear the thought. It's clear yeah. audience when you sort of hear and I have to interpret. I've, I've come over the years to sit in mediumship circles and practice and, and hone in and spirit has different ways of communicating with everyone that's yeah. a medium. Well, and I think the bad name of this has always been that, oh, well, there's someone that's at a studio and you go on TV and then they ask you questions and then they feed it. Those are the scammers. But you are starting to meet people where they're like, oh, I lost my mother. I lost my brother. And you know things that there's no way you would know about. You and I talked about a situation recently that you knew where someone's father was born. You had no idea. And those like, so when you talk to someone, I'm fascinated because I'm just, you get that intuition going, wait, 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 they are trying to tell me like, how, how does it come through you? Because I find that fascinating. Like no one told you anything, you know it. And that's, it's, it's real. Well, and a good, a good psychic medium will tell the sitter, their client, the sitter, sitter. you know, okay. don't tell me anything. So I always okay. start off and I say, I don't want to know, I'm going to ask you can you understand a, a female in spirit? She would have been, 
you know, this age, she would have passed by the, like, she'll give me, I'll get a sense of who she was personality wise, looks wise. Um, I generally sort of know if they're a peer or if they're, you know, more of a grandfather, grandparent or younger. Um, I get that sense from them. They typically sort of show themselves to me in my mind's eye, if you will. And so I can describe a little bit what they would have been like. And I'll say, can you understand that? Now, John Edward used to call it psychic amnesia. People are so excited to connect with the loved ones they've lost. Mm -hmm. They're very eager to hear oftentimes from a specific person. And I can't control who comes through. I just, I can't. And so I never want to promise, oh, I'll connect you to your dad. Sure. I, I don't know. And if I did connect, I would want it to be, I wouldn't want you to tell me things like, oh yeah, right before he died, we went, no. Don't tell me because spirit will often give me images that I have to share with you. Um, So for example, a reading I did recently, I was reading a young woman and uh, her grandpa came through and I Mm -hmm. said, he's showing me a picture of you and him smiling and you have your arms around each other and there's dancing involved. And she said, when he came over to this country, when she was a young girl, he took her to a father daughter dance at her school. And it's a very vivid shared memory. Now, I couldn't necessarily know what that what? was. I just yeah. know he's referring to this. Um, you know, sometimes not that she was like, oh my God, it was a dance. I remember that. Like, you know, you brought enough that it, it she knew exactly what you meant. And there's no way you would know that. Like, right. how would you know that? You know? Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't know if that was her and him or her and her father or her and, you know, I, he yeah. just was referring to it. Um, names can be challenging. Sometimes I get them right on, um, Mm -hmm. in this recent reading, it was interesting because I kept hearing, um, something that sounded like Bubba Baba. And I said to her, did you call him something that sounds like, and she said, that's exactly what I called him. It was in his language, had a translation that was meaningful. Um, and he was able to get me to say that. So those are the parts that. I well, feel excited about because I wouldn't know that it's him. Yeah. And it's just proof that our loved ones never leave us. They're, they're yeah. still around. I remember, um, especially, you know, how close I was with my dad. And I remember you saying like, do you want me to like, you know, do you want me to think about it? Like, is there any, and I remember being so nervous because yeah. I just didn't know what to expect. And over the years, I love hearing these stories because to me, I do agree. Like, I, as you know, I'm not a religious person, but I'm spiritual in the aspect that I do believe my parents are around me. We joke yep. about like symbols, like, you know, my father died. I had one cardinal. My mother died. Now I have a pair that sees me. And every time I mention them or I talk to my sister or the kids around me, they're near me outside. Yep. There's some level, there's something there. There really truly is. And do you you know, do you ever have a, when you have, it's a sitter, when you have them, do you sometimes have nothing? Have you ever had an experience where there's no one, like something doesn't come through to you to help? Does that ever happen? No, but I did have a very interesting experience recently. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to practice. I have a friend who's very interested in um, psychic abilities, energy healing, energy work, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so she and I get together once a month and we'll take a book and do some exercises or we'll do, we'll practice psychometry with each other. Psychometry is where you take 
an object and you let the person hold it and just read the energy of the object and try to like tell what you kind of objects. What would you, it can be anything. Hmm. Um, so I gave her a picture of the place that I got married where my grandfather had grown up. Um, but it was upside down and like wrapped in a towel. So she didn't know for sure what it was. Mm -hmm. Could have been a thin book, could have been the picture. And so, and you just sit and you connect to the energy and you try to feel into mm -hmm. that energy to see what that is. So we do things like that. And one of my other friends was very intrigued by this and had, she is a pet sitter. She sleeps often um, in older homes. And she's mm -hmm. like, Paula, I swear I sense spirits around in these older homes. And the part of the country I live in, in New England here, there's so many older homes. Yeah. There's so history. much history. Yeah. Yeah. So much history. And yeah. so she said, can I join you? And our, and our other friend, can I, can I join you one day when you guys practice? I'd like to, you know, just be there. I mm -hmm. said, sure. I'm always up for practicing and perfecting things. So she was there and I said, well, I have an older man here. I said, can you understand a grandfather or an uncle who would have looked like this? And she said, no. And I said, okay. And I said, well, I know he's here. I'll ask mm -hmm. him to step aside and see if there's someone else you can recognize. Um, and I had given her a little bit of additional yeah. background and she said, wait a minute, wait a minute. She said, hold on. I think I know who it is. So she pulled up her phone and she showed my other friend that was sitting there. And my other friend went, oh my gosh. So it turns out this friend of mine, um, pet sits at a home mm -hmm. where there's a guy and I forget his name. Now people could look him up. It's Adirondack Joe or Adirondack Pete. Uh, he lived in the town or next town over in a home. Mm -hmm. And he was the guy who was like the founder of camping or something. And his home is very colonial. Mm -hmm. And I described the interior. I've never been in the house. I described the interior of the house, this particular room, overlooking his grave on the property. He's buried on the property. And I said, there, there's people taking care of his grave. They're maintaining it. He's appreciative. She went back to the owners of the home, told them about it. And a few weeks later, they said, oh, my gosh, we forgot to tell you. we His grave's right there, and we've been maintaining it, and da-da-da. And so at first it was a little hard for her. And it's what I was saying about John Edward with the psychic amnesia. Sometimes people are focused on who they really hope to hear from or they forget, yeah. oh yeah, that was great uncle Billy or, you know, so yeah. sometimes it takes just saying to them, well, it's coming through really strong. Let's yeah. just make note of it and put it aside because I also want to respect the spirit who's coming through. They're coming for a reason. They, yeah. they have a message they want to deliver and I want to honor that. I want to be able to make them happy, just like I make the sitter happy. So, well, it's um, interesting because I do feel that you know, as I'm learning more about it through you, and I was telling you that I have three or four friends that are really starting to explore that they can do these things, and yeah. they've always realized it, but now they're as they get older, they're like tapping into it more, which I find also fascinating. And these are women that are really you know, fifties and older that they're like, wow, I had this gift my whole life and I never really tapped into it. Um, but I find it interesting, you know, and, and cause it's always like, oh, it's a person with J and I feel like right. the way that you always talk, cause we all know someone with a J and that's always right. made me like, I'm always on the skeptic side, but when things like that happen for you, it's just, it ties it all together to go. There is something that's like really coming through to you. Um, right. It's remarkable, and, it's remarkable and, to me. 
Yeah. And when I do the readings, you know, I'll say to the, like, I know certain strengths of mine. Mm -hmm. And the longer I do this, the more I'm able to find time in my day to sit and meditate, connect, pray, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The more I, I get clear and the stronger my connection to spirit is. And so my readings have become more evidential, more solid. Um, so you're almost more in tune to it. It's like a muscle. You're exercising your muscle and that's exactly the more you do it, the more you seem to be, I don't want to say spot on, but you're really in tune to it, which is amazing. And it's, you know, it's, it's, if I say to someone like, I don't always hear names correctly. Um, Mm. and sometimes there's a cultural, there's a language barrier, so I can't quite get it. So I'll just say what I've learned to do is I will have Sometimes I sit down before a reading and I'll connect with spirit and see if I can get something in what my teacher called a precog, a precognition. You sit and you try to connect ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And I would write things down. Um, And it's funny because when I'm in that zone where I'm connected to spirit, I blurt things out. I have to raise my energy. So sometimes I talk fast or I'll stand up. Mm -hmm. Um, But I forget what I say. I don't really remember. I'm just firing off what I'm seeing and feeling. And then somebody I read recently said to me, you wrote it down. You gave me that paper and you wrote it down. And when I went home, I went, oh my gosh, that's right. Like, so it's, it's great. It, and it's rewarding for me to have somebody give me that follow-up or, you know, reading the testimonials people write for me. It's like, I've had people sit here in my home when I've done a reading and they'll say to me, can I hug you? And I'm like, of course, I love it. It makes yes, me so happy. Paula. She's a hugger like me. One of the best hugs <laughs> you'll ever get in your life. Um, do you have a certain place you sit? Do you feel like, is there, you have a beautiful home in Connecticut? Like, do you have a place that you're, you sit and go, oh, this is where I feel more connections or can it be kind of sporadic throughout your house or kind of all around sporadic is not the word, right word. Um, well, but do you have that. It's funny. So you asked if I have the ability all the time or whatever. Yeah. And in, in really odd moments, I'll be overcome with something. And one of the fun stories I like to tell about this, that's a little weird, but funny. Um, at my old house in Massachusetts, my son uh, was friends with a kid. We'll call the kid Joe. And uh, they were friendly and I knew the parents and I thought the mom was a very sweet woman. And I had been upstairs and I came downstairs to sit in my office on the first floor in the house. And in my mind's ear, I heard Joe Smith's mom. And I knew it wasn't my own thought. I knew it was something more. And so I kind of went, Joe Smith's mom, what about her? And I was online and I was, you know, as a comms professional, you have to be on social media. And I was on social media for work looking for something. And when I logged into my Facebook account, Joe Smith's mom's feed popped up. And right there was a feed that said, oh, my dad and sister went to this local medium and um, I couldn't go. And, you know, they enjoyed it or whatever. And I thought, okay, (laughs) that's really odd. So I'm like, they will give signs however they can give them. And we all have this ability. Everyone's born with the ability to be a little bit psychic or to Mm -hmm. connect with spirit if they want to, but we're socialized to believe it's bad or evil, or we're socialized that, oh, it's your imaginary friend. 
But as you said, like when you're a child, I do believe that you have, like everyone talks about imaginary friends or whatever, but I do think children don't have those barriers. We're not right. embarrassed as a child. That is like, you know, the joke, I always think of the friends episode where Phoebe runs weird. And yeah. like, why do you run like that? It's like, because you should, you should be free. And I do think children are free to have yeah. the, we don't know what they think. We don't know what they see. And that right. to me, and as you get older, and I think that's also the flip side of, I think you're more in tune than ever as you're, you know, older than when I first met you. And I think you're more comfortable because it isn't this, it's not a negative thing. It's a positive thing to help someone be connected with someone they loved that right. is no longer physically here. And that's right. what, you know, as, as I, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is like, you know, what do you want people to understand about this special talent? Because to me, you're not like the, what I always had that image and stigma, it is so positive. It's such a good thing. And I'm, mm -hmm. you know, like, what would you want people to understand about this? Because I, I am fascinated as you can obviously tell by my voice, but you know, what would you want them to know about this gift that you really are in tune to and naturally are? I think, you know, as evidenced by entertainment right? You've got the movie, The Sixth Sense. You had that show Medium on TV. You have, you know, all these mediums out and about now doing group readings and private readings. And um, I think it's become, it's kind of like uh, acupuncture became and chiropractic in the healthcare world, right? There's, yeah. there's alternatives, there's other options. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, it took a while for me to be comfortable and to step into it and say, I'm a psychic medium. I used to keep it secret. I used to do mm -hmm. readings at people's homes and not have information out about myself. It was like just word of mouth through friends. Now, you know, as I look at my life and what I hope to achieve, yeah, you know, one of my purposes for being here is to make a difference in the lives of others. And if that's through this gift of mediumship, if I'm able to, and I used to feel guilty taking people's money, they're grieving, they miss their loved one. I don't want to take their money, but it is a gift. I work to yeah. hone and I, you know, now I'm developing my website and making it more public. And um, so I am investing time and, and whatnot. And you get yeah. paid like a lawyer, like us in PR, you get paid for your yeah. time, but Absolutely. it's so rewarding. And I feel like, what people should know is there's nothing to be afraid of. If they go for a reading, um, you never want to feed the medium. So you don't want to say, mm -hmm. oh, I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to hear from my mom. She passed away two days ago. And, you know, yeah, it's it's good. Sometimes it's even good to be skeptical. I had one lady I read about a year ago and I could tell she was really skeptical. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the spirits are the same. If someone in spirit would not have necessarily believed in my work or what I do, yeah. they make me work harder and I have to prove that I'm connected to them. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting how I can get a sense of people's personalities and I can say, oh my gosh, I feel the love or, oh, I feel the guilt or, oh, but it's, that's it's the relationship me. like that to me is the key. And I, I'm sure you would agree that if you're going to find someone that can help you, find someone that you have a relationship with that you trust and that, and know like that to me is also important that you just don't want to go to any acupuncturist. You don't want to go to any lawyer. You want to go to someone that you trust that respects your, 
personal feelings. And I think that you do that in spades. That's just your natural personality. Um, and I'm sure that's part of your connection with people helps draw this all together. Yeah, it's funny. I, you know, I, I have great relationships, like you mm -hmm. said earlier, through work with friends. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't end when they're gone. I still have them. It doesn't end. But that's what, you know, as I think of, as we both go, okay, what are we doing in the next 10, 15 years? I always, this is where I always thought your journey would go. I feel like you've had a lot of paths. Um, the one other thing, you know, there's, there's so many other things I want to talk to you about, but when we were together, we also, if you don't mind, I want to talk about the cards, reading the cards, oh, which sure. is this to me is also now I have more friends that have bought decks and whatever. You're the only person I've let do a reading for me. And um, if you want to talk about what we did um, when we were in New York together, but I feel like that to me, you couldn't have been more spot on <laughs> to the point where I was taking it like forever. Anyone that knows me, I'm like, oh my God, I want to capture it. We took photos of the cards. How many, did I picked five. Was it five cards I or seven? I think five or seven. Yeah, I don't remember now. But, I can't yeah, remember like five or seven cards. And you just said, hey, pick them and like go through what you did. And it was just like, oh, my God, it was incredible because it couldn't have been more spot on to my life and my you know current situation and just me. Um, yeah. And the thing, you know, to tie to this card thing, going back to what you said, what should people know? Right. What I believe is that we are all energy. We're all mm -hmm. made up of energy. And that energy doesn't go away just because our physical body isn't here. I believe every single one of us has a soul. I believe we choose to be here. We choose life lessons we're going to learn. Some of us learn, some don't. Some of us, I never would have learned. In, I never would have believed in reincarnation years ago. I thought it was like for loony people. And then I started researching it. I started reading books about it, books by very scientific Harvard educated people who have had experiences. And I'm yeah. like, okay, this is a real thing. Um, and so we bring with us things from past lives or bring energy from our childhoods and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And when you're no longer in the physical, sometimes that energy is healed. Sometimes it's not, but you can, yeah, things get forgiven. You know, there's not the, there's not the stuff yeah. that was here when you're in the physical always, but with the cards, spirit, your energy. They just, I started working with a deck of angel cards years ago. My mom Is bought them. Is there a certain word for the cards? Like what, it's just a card reading. What would you call it, classify that as? They're, they're called Oracle cards. The okay, ones that you. I work with Oracle cards. Um, specifically, I very much like, um, Colette Baron Reed has, has the decks that I worked with, with you. Her decks. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. Like if for anyone that doesn't know, um, beautiful cards with these gorgeous images on it. Like it's captivating yeah. to see with the picture coming when you pick it. So, so keep going, but they're beautiful. Yeah. And it's just, it, every time I work with the cards, whether I choose the card and do the reading on zoom on a, you know, situation mm -hmm. like this, whether it's over the phone, whether it's in person, whether I let you choose the cards, they're almost always exactly what the person needs. The person says, oh my gosh, I totally understand. And there's a variety of ways to work with them. You can choose one and just ask a question. What do I, you know, what's the next best step to take with this situation? And you get the card. Or you can do a past, present, future layout. You can do, you know, a variety of things. I think we, you and I did a sort of a moderate, uh, moderation, modified version of the past, mm -hmm. present, future. 
And um, it's the energy and it's spirit and it's your spirit guides and you just, you get what you need. And it's really interesting. I pull from myself at times when I'm feeling unsure or anxious and I always feel better after. Well, and it's, it's interesting because I know you can interpret the cards any way you want in some way. Cause there's like the cards of description, it comes with the book and like we went through and, but it was so spot on. Yes, you could yeah. interpret. There's some cards that you'd be like, yes, you could make a, some dotted line, but not to the level of like, I could not believe how spot on it was. Yeah. And a lot of it was your interpretation to explain to me like, oh, this is why right. you got this card. And I was like, oh my God because you know me obviously so well for so many years and know my life, um, all transparency. But that to me was also remarkable, like just remarkable. It's also, when you have more than one card, it's also how each card builds plays with the other there. They all. Yeah. So it tells a bigger story. So it's. Well, and I was fascinated by um, one of the cards and I have all the images, like one of the cards was upside down and you're like, well, if it was yep. this way, it meant this, but it was meant to be the other way. And it was, I remember being upside down and I forget what the card was. And it was like, yep, you were totally right that that was the direction. It had to be that way, not the other way. That's also right. your, like how I pick that specific card. Um, and it also depends on the deck you're working with because some decks, there's no intention for yeah. the card to be perceived any other way than just face value. So it, it depends. You have to sort of know the deck and who created it. And, you know, how often do you do reading card readings? It's do you do that often or do you do which, which form of like mediumship would you do more? And I don't, do you classify all the, both of these under mediumship? Not really. I mean, so what I'll do is sometimes if I'm sort of inspired by spirit to do something, uh, in preparation for a, a reading with someone, I might pull the card deck out and say, spirits wanting me to start off having you pull a card or do a card reading for you. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes this one reading I did recently, I felt compelled to go outside and cut lilacs and bring them in the house and have them displayed while this person was here. And it turns out that purple flowers and lilacs are significant to her. And, um, you know, sometimes I'm compelled to be sit outside and do the reading. Going back to the story of, you know, Joe Smith's mom, um, I had those signs, right? And I finally mm -hmm. thought, I have to call her. She didn't know me all that well at that time. She's yeah. very quiet, very private. And I had to push out of my comfort zone and call her. And I said, um, by the way, I said, do you have a minute? She's like, yeah, what's up? And I said, I saw your post on Facebook about the medium stuff. And I said, are you into that kind of thing? She goes, oh, you know, not really. My dad and my sister wanted to go. And I was, I'm kind of intrigued. And I said, well, <laughs> um, I am a psychic medium. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I, I still to this day don't know if that completely freaked her out. Um, but I said, well, I, I feel like I have your mom here. Is your mom in spirit? She's like, yeah. And I said, oh would you like a reading? <laughs> so when I did her reading, I said, I really feel like we should sit outside. And her mother was very much about outside and gardens and it, it made perfect sense and it tied in with her personality. So, so um, you kind of you know, know where you, so that's a great going back to my question about where do you sit yes. and kind of, 
you can kind of navigate that as well. That's yes, wild. but going back to that question, because I feel like you and I are talking so much and there's so much we want to cover, but yes. So what I do at my house now mm-hmm. um, is I use my, you know, the big living room. That's mm-hmm. what I call my reading room. And I've got, yeah. And so for me to let spirit know I'm open and ready to receive them and to set the stage, it's a I like to that. Yeah, that's a perfect yeah. room. Yep. And I and like candles. And you're not in the room all the time. So I, I bet that is also comfort to you that when you do go in there, you use it's it. It's intentional. It's, it's, it's intentional. a special place for yeah, that absolutely. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I use it. I go in there. Um, and it's, you know, it's funny one day in Massachusetts, I remember I was walking by myself in the parking lot of a grocery store and in my head, I heard help him. And I looked over and there was an older man, like unloading groceries in his car. And I was like, help him kind of like the Joe Smith's mom. Like, yeah, I know that spirit talking to me, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to walk up to the strange man and go, hi, do you need help? Like, no. And so in that instance, I ignored it. And this is where over the years you learn. And when I came out of the store, I had run in for like two things. I was in there all of five or 10 minutes. When I came out, the man was on the ground with EMTs and firemen all around him. And I said, oh my gosh, I should have been there. And I, I could have, and I felt like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'll listen next time. Um, And he was okay. I approached the first responders. And I said, Oh my gosh, I just saw him putting his stuff in the car. Is he going to be okay? And they said, yeah, he took a little spill. He's okay. But I felt terrible because you keep giving me chills. I got chills again. Cause I'm like, yeah, you could have not saying you could have prevented, but in theory, like that's wild. I could have at least helped him sit down in the car and not fall down on the ground or whatever. But yeah, yeah. So I've learned through the years how to differentiate and understand when to take action and when not to. And um, typically, you know, if you have a connection to spirit, especially as it gets stronger, mm-hmm. it, it can be around all the time. It can be um, a little bit. And does it frighten you? I know, I know you said when you were a child, you didn't want, and as you mentioned, you don't want like evil, like evil spirits. You right. kind of want it to be the safer. Um, do you ever feel overwhelmed with this? Like, does it get to you where you're like, oh, I just, and it's not like noise that you always hear, but you just feel presence. No, that never bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, it's more of my own ability to be, to be an empath. I feel other people's feelings here and there. And yeah. so sometimes that's more overwhelming than dealing well, with the spirit. world. And you have it, you know, in the daylight, you and I've talked about like my dreams, um, are so vivid and that I'm also definitely an empath that I get hurt by other people hurting. I just have always, I had that as a little child. One of my kids has that too. A lot of my dreams, um, I have that overwhelming. I wake up with emotions that are to me, I don't think as normal as most people that my dreams absorb me, that I just feel whatever's in that moment. It's really tough because I have to shake it. Like if something bad happened, it's, I cannot shake it all day. And I yeah. feel like you have that so much during the day from having those kind of, you know, feelings and, and intuition to a lot of this. It's, I find it really remarkable. Um, you know, I feel like I could talk to you forever and, and I, I, 
you know, is there anything you'd want to, you know, say, and I have one final question in a minute, you know, is there anything we talked about, you know, um, you want people to understand, is there anything else that like, you know, how do you, you know, want to help people to tap into this that, you know, to help them when, you know, as I said, everyone's lost someone they love. And yeah. to me, you and your gift can help I don't want to say closure, but help tie you to that person on a different level. Um, is there something that you want to highlight about that and how you can help people? I think just, you know, people that are afraid of it or unsure should be open. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, somebody that I recently read um, was a referral from a friend. And the friend said to me, my friend is really struggling. She's really going through some tough stuff and she's been grieving for a while. And, you know, like, would you ever like say you had someone there just to make someone feel better? And I said, absolutely not. There's no integrity there. I feel for people, but if I don't have a genuine connection for her, I don't have it. It's like you said about, you want to go to a dentist you're comfortable with. You want to mm -hmm. go to a chiropractor you're comfortable mm -hmm. with, you know, People who come to me may go like, that was okay. It wasn't the best reading. They might have a much better connection with somebody else. What someone told me once with mediumship, and it really resonated is, you know, we're sort of here on this earth plane in AM mode, if you will, like on the radio. And so our bands are kind of like this, right? Yeah. And then their spirit is in FM mode. And you, I have to raise my energy and my vibration to connect with them. And they've got to lower theirs. And so sometimes different mediums can connect differently with different people. Yeah. Um, and then there's times when, you know, I did a group reading and this lady that I told you was referred by a friend, like three or four of her family members came through and everyone else was like, oh my gosh, her whole family's coming through. Um, when it's, it's meant like to be and it flows, it flows. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, go to more than one. If you find one you click with, that's great. Be open to it. And it can be, you know, it's challenging. I, I had somebody come through recently and this young woman said, I don't want to hear from them if it's who I think it is. And I said, well, sometimes you're meant to, I'll ask the person respectfully to step aside, but just be open. There may be a reason that the person wants to leave you with something, but God, I, I hope I don't have some people hiding in the back. No, just kidding. Better be like, I have been meaning to talk to her. <laughs> no, um, no, but that's interesting. Cause it's true. There's some you might not be open to it, but there are people that want, that have something to say and that you can. Well, even with. for me as a medium, there are people I was very close to when I was younger who were good friends, who were like family to me, who've passed away, who've never once come through in a reading. My yeah. uncle passed away and I loved him deeply and uh, he sort of passed away tragically. And I have never had him come through for a reading. I think he came through to me once for my cousin and I did follow up with her on that, but you know, sometimes they, they just don't. And yeah. I just accept who comes what is meant to be. Yeah. What is meant to be. Um, so you know what it's making me want to do another reading with you. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I really do. Like, I know I've always been, I've been apprehensive and I think you opening my eyes to this world of, you know, it's what your natural gift is. And you, you know, I, I want to tap into it more. I think I was, my eyes were opened even more when you did the card reading because yeah. you're just, you're in tune to it. And I felt so comfortable and honestly safe 
Cause it's, yeah. it's, I'm always apprehensive. I'm the skeptic in the end about a lot yeah. of these things, as you know. Um, right. So I want to leave you with one last question and I could talk to you and there's so many other topics. I do want to have a conversation. There's many other topics. You'll see Paula again. I want to mm -hmm. do a closing question on what empowers you. What inspires you? I think what inspires me is remembering that there are people that are hurting every day. There are people that are struggling every day. And if I can dig deep to be kind, if I can make a positive difference, if I can touch just one person's life in a way that makes it better, where they don't feel lonely, where they feel appreciated, valued, validated, seen, heard. That's my inspiration. That's what keeps me going. I just genuinely care about people and want to be of service in this iteration of my physical time here on earth. God, is that beautiful? And it is so you in every <laughs> aspect of the word, Really, truly, Paula, you've been an inspiration without me getting weepy. I always feel like I get weepy at this part. You've been inspiring to me all these years. You continue to inspire me with your strength, courage, just living your best life and fighting through any obstacle. I just, I'm honored to have you in my personal inner, inner circle. Um, I love learning about this. This was, um, for anyone who doesn't know, like I was on a long flight and I kept writing in a notebook that Paula's the next one I wanted on this show. And we talked and she mentioned this and I was like, I, there was some connection that I needed to talk to you about this topic now. Um, so yep. it's just full circle of, you know, this was what I, I want to learn more, continue to learn. Um, and just, I'm so appreciative of you and, and thank you for inspiring me and, and many others. Um, stay tuned um, for more episodes of her stories and I will put Paula's contact information for anyone who wants it. And Paula, it's always an honor. Love seeing you and talking to you. And thank you for teaching us about this really cool area that I think more people should tap into. So thank you. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Welcome. And uh, next time I will have another episode of her stories coming up soon. Thank you, everyone.